Hey, welcome to the Rooted to Live podcast. This is episode number 30, and it's coming at a time when many of us are in the uncertainty of the coronavirus. There's been a lot of speaking about it, a lot of fear, a lot of words of encouragement. Um, There's been folks that are sharing online um, several encouragements and scriptures. And so I've not really been sure really what to offer anyone. However, in light of all this, there's been something on my mind that I've been wanting to share for a while, and maybe it's for you today. If I were to ask you, why does God love you? What would you say to that? Now, not how does he show his love, but why does he love? Why does he love you? And so some folks are quick to say when I ask this, well, he loves everyone. And and that's true, but that includes you, uniquely you. How or not how, but why does God love you? It's kind of a weird phrasing and I'm known to ask those kind of questions. What would you say? Why does God love you? As your mind flips through the catalog of doctrine or theology in your mind, let me tell you that some folks think that God loves them because of what they think they bring to the table of life. Like maybe thinking thinking that God loves them because they're kind or, or a good person and like to help other people. And some listening may be quick to catch the error of that, knowing that God does not love us because of what we do, uh, but because of who he is. They are thinking about what they bring to the table of life is only sin and self-righteousness. So some Christians may push back on the God loves me because of how good I am view was something like, well, he doesn't love me, but Christ in me. For the believer, the notion of Christ in me and believers being conformed to Christ is true. But you are also uniquely you. Your appearance, your temperament, and personality, and life experiences are unique. So others say, well, he loves me because he created me. Then he loves his creation. And that's true as well. How would you answer? Why does God love you? Or why does God love me? When I asked uh, some of my friends or some of the clients that I counsel, when I ask them this question, the number one answer I get from believers is, I don't know. The next most common is, because he created me. And then the next most common is, I'm his child. See, the answers move from like a distant idea of not knowing at all to something way more intimate. So what if I were to spin the question to more of a relational approach? A little bit of role play here, and I know it's kind of weird for some, but indulge me. We'll never do it again. But if you and I were meeting right now in person, and God the Father joined us, and if I were to ask him, Father, just before this person and I get reacquainted or get acquainted, can you please introduce them to me? How would he, how would the Father introduce you to me? It's really the same question as, why does he love you, isn't it? It's just seems a bit more personal. And really the motive behind me asking this question is really what I want to know is what is your view of his view of you? Would he introduce me uh, to you by saying, well, this is Jason. He's got lots of problems. I wish he'd get his act together. (laughs) Or would it be, this is my son, Jason, and I'm really proud of him. I had him in mind from the beginning of time and I put him together just like a like, and I just want you to love him. I want you to tell him the truth and to love him. This is my view, for those of you listening. This is my view. I believe that God is especially fond of you. 
And I don't know if you believe he believes that. And maybe there's just room to grow. See, we usually put on God our view of self on him. That I'm broken or messed up beyond repair. That, that I'm, he's, kind, he's uh, kind of like always mildly irritated with me. But if you have that thought, if I have those thoughts, we might be wrong about him. And then therefore wrong about ourselves. The scriptures tell us that God is the creator and we are his creation. That we are made in his image. That he saw us as unformed and formed us in our mother's womb. That he knows us. Like he knows the number of hairs on our head. Insert some kind of balding joke here. He knows our words before we say them. The scriptures tell us that he has crowned you with glory and honor as the final act of creation. And even though we've chosen to worship the created rather than the creator and turn from the Father, his great love, in his great love, he he gave us his Son. That all those who believe in him would trust in the person and work of Jesus will not be separated from him in death eternal, but have an everlasting life in love with him. In love, Jesus, God's Son, died for you. And then you were reconciled to him by the death of his son. Those who call in the name of Jesus are saved, born again, adopted, and are called children of God. And he loves you as a perfect father. And so that means in the father's eyes, you are a brand new creation. You are free. You're without any condemnation. You're totally forgiven, righteous in his sight, with the very righteousness of, the, of his perfect son, Jesus. So saved, justified, secure, loved forever in such a way that nothing can separate you from him. So he'll never desert you. It's really important, not just in times like this, during a pandemic or a national or global crisis, but in the moment to moment to have an answer to the question, why does God love you? And to let him be the one that informs that answer from his word. What does he say about you? And so then you grow in understanding not only his view of you, but then your view of him, your view of you, his view of others, and then your view of others. It's really, really important. And I hope that this encourages you today. In fact, I hope it encourages you so much that you'd come to grow in understanding your identity in Christ to the point where you simply live loved.